Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Well, good morning, and I'm not Robbie Dillmore. This is Jerry Mathis, uh, the Christian Body Shop Guy. Filling in for Robbie this morning. Uh, one thing we're going to talk about, we've got a lot of things to cover, but one thing I want to just mention as we get going, most of you are listening to us this morning. I think they said this past week 49 of the continental 50 states had snow on them. So some of you are probably out and been shoveling yourself out of the snow and digging your cars out and all of those things and issues that are involved with that. So maybe this, this morning we'll spend just a little bit of time talking about some safety in the snow with your vehicles and things you can do to uh, just keep yourself from being in an accident or getting yourself hurt or, or anything like that. Once again, this is a call-in show, so I do encourage you to pick up the phone. Give us a call at 866-348-7884. Once again, let me see, 866-348-7884. I keep wanting to always give my phone number at the shop every time somebody asks that. Yeah, as we mentioned, uh, the snow and stuff, uh, it's been played havoc, especially in the North Carolina area. Uh, seems like as you go south, just not prepared for it. As you can see in Atlanta over the last few weeks, had a couple storms that hit the Atlanta area and, uh, and the south, and they've really had a, a, man, you talk about some some major catastrophes and stuff, just not having equipment. And people just not used to dealing with that kind of stuff. And this morning, as we, we move on, we're going to talk a little bit about the snow and snow safety. Also, we're going to talk about some of the new composite metals and the uh, structure of some of the new cars with Ford just introducing the F-150 coming out with a complete aluminum body. You know, we're going to talk about, you know what, that sounds great. And it has a lot of positives about it, but also there's the backside of things that if you're purchasing one of those vehicles, you need to be aware of it and also to just think about that and, and where the vehicle's being repaired. You know, it's not just the aluminum anymore. It's the, you know, carbon fibers being introduced to the to the vehicle and to the industry. And and years ago, the plastic bumpers and the urethanes has been been around a while, and we're still dealing with some of the differences and that type of material, how it's repaired and how it takes paint and, and the durability and the and all of that stuff and fit. You know, then also we're talking about, you know, it's something that doesn't get talked about as much is steel. You know, for for years upon years, all the metal was cold roll steel. Now they're doing the hot stamp steel uh, that's getting pretty prevalent out there. And that's the, you know, that's stronger steel and the whole repair process is different. How it takes heat is different. How you repair it and how you can weld it, uh, even how you can cut into it, just makes a big difference. The same thing with the aluminum. We're going to talk about that. And this morning, I've got Darren DeWitt with me from uh, Colors Edge. I'm going to get Darren to introduce himself and just give me a little bit of a, and give the people out there a little overview of who you are and what you do and your connection to the repair industry. I appreciate it, Jerry. It's uh, great to be on, on your show again. And um, yeah, I'm. Um, um, a PBG paint distributor. Uh, we uh, own six locations throughout the North Carolina area, and um, uh, we basically sell uh, mainly to strictly to body shops. But we also do uh, encourage people to walk into our stores and uh, and do it yourselfers and, and everything like that. Um, you know, been out here for I think since 2004 is when we first you know, opened up our first store, and uh, it's it's been a great uh, great experience. All right, and when we're sitting there and you're talking about some of the areas that, that, that is so important, we've talked about this in the past and I've had Darren on, is the fact that if you're a do-it-yourselfer, it's just having a store that you can go to to get some answers on the best way to repair a, a, a panel or a part or, or paint work. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that do it themselves, and a lot of people feel intimidated that they can't do it, and I think Darren will agree with me. It's something you can do to a certain level. Exactly, yeah, it's it's. You know, especially the older cars obviously are a lot easier because I remember, you know, even when I was a child, uh, uh, getting my first car, I think it was a uh, 69 T-Bird, uh, which was really nice. <laughs> All you needed was a, a wrench, screwdriver, and uh, a little bit of know-how. And nowadays, 
you know, you get to repairing vehicles, you got to, you know, plug in computers now and everything like that. So you can do some stuff uh, to an extent, uh, but it definitely is getting a lot more complicated. But that's why we're trying to get, uh, you know, we try to educate our employees to be able to communicate that knowledge to, to you know, your normal guy that wants to, you know, doesn't, you know, just got some minor damage or anything like that, just wants to try to take care of it on his own. Yeah, one thing that, as we mentioned about the snow on the ground, and one of the things that comes with all the snow and the ice is the fact that they, they, the roads are being salted down, and, and that's another area that, that I think people need to be aware of, that you can do a little bit of maintenance that may save you, you a lot of money in the future as far as just cleaning that stuff off. And, and, and you know, one thing we'll get Darren to sort of talk about the paint industry part of it, things that they have available but even if it's no more than just going through the car wash and making sure that you keep that stuff washed off, make sure that you go through a wash that is able to do an undercarriage wash to, you know, with some pressure with water to blow all that stuff out of there and also the exterior of the, the vehicle. Exactly. And, and that's that's the main thing a lot of people overlook is that is the undercarriage of the car. Um, you know, I was living in uh, up in Chicago for a while and uh uh, you know, the repair industry up there, you, you know, with all the snow, the salt, everything, uh, t- every time you go into a body shop, you always see the, you know, the bottoms of doors and, and the undercarriage just all just rusting out after a, a while. And they rust from the outs, you know, only for, actually from the inside out. So it's usually not noticeable until it's too late. Yeah. You know, and, and even open up your door, as you mentioned, you know, and don't, you know, don't put a lot of pressure and water and blow water all inside the vehicle. But just rinse out in those inside panels and stuff because that stuff, contaminants and salt, gets up in there, and that's where it gets started. And then, as I mentioned, one thing that a, a local supplier can help you with is whenever you get a chance and you clean the car up, is just to look at it and see where there's bare metal or nicks or scratches. You know, there's, a, there's things out there they can put on it to clean it up and then to put something on there to give it protection. Is that correct yeah that is correct and and one of the things that we've had good success selling in our locations uh recently is uh little t- they're they're kind of like touch-up pins uh they kind of look like a fountain pen and what you can do with some of our products is that those bare metal areas um you can almost instead of getting a spray can or something like that and spray and then you kind of got more of a wider area and it makes a little bit more of a mess uh, you can actually dab on primer and dab on a little bit of color. Um, it uses kind of the same principle as the um, uh, those uh, paint dabbers that you see like in uh, uh, auto parts stores and stuff like that. But this is a little more uh, better quality, and it, it allows you, especially when you're able to do that with a primer or an epoxy or something like that, that can go directly to the metal. It actually protects that metal and keeps it from spreading out, getting underneath your paint, and then you get these bubble effects um, with your paint, and then all of a sudden you'll see the rust come through, and that's always a very discouraging sight. <laughs> yeah, and it you know, and it, and it starts out so innocently. It'll just be a little chip there or, or, or you know, a scrape and stuff, and if you don't do any kind of treatment, then that will start rusting, and it just sort of etches into it and, contam- and you know, can quickly contaminate a whole panel. And, and people just don't realize that, and it's a simple fix and stuff, and... You know, one of the things, as we mentioned, you know, it's just just being safe and taking care of your vehicle and out there on the roads and stuff. You know, we also have a towing business, Darren, and and over the last few days, it's almost been unbearable. And, you know, you you get people who just don't understand that, you know, for one thing, if you got a four-wheel drive vehicle and it's it's icy conditions, that doesn't do anything but give you a false hope. And usually when you have the worst accidents. Exactly. And that's that's why, you know, it's it's interesting because especially out here, you know, we got a little taste of what, you know, Atlanta went through because um, just trying to drive, you know, 15 minutes really took over an hour to do uh, on uh, Wednesday and, and even a little bit on Thursday. But uh, some of the safety features that are on the vehicles nowadays have, have been amazing on helping to, to reduce some of the slide, but uh, it doesn't reduce at all because once you get ice involved, it really impacts uh, the ability to stay straight on the road and, and drive safely. Yeah, and for, for our listeners, I know that there's still a lot that are dealing with, you know, a, a ton of ton of bad conditions out there. It's just uh, just think ahead. You know, don't get out on the road unless you have to. And then also just realize, you know, one thing that, that Robbie always uh, mentions is he doesn't put much gas in his vehicle because it gets less gas mileage. But I tell you what, when the conditions are, are, are as they are now in a lot of areas, 
fill that car up because there's a lot of times a full tank of gas can 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 save your hide because you can inadvertently you know crank it up and let it warm up and cool back off where if you're out of you know running low on gas you don't feel you can do that and also just getting out there stuck in traffic uh wednesday my daughter which is at liberty university decided to come home um and it took her normally it takes about two and a half hours it took her about six hours to get home um you know just you're just stuck in traffic so much exactly it's it's uh uh, it's definitely a, a long time to drive when you're trying to get through ice. Yeah. When we get back, we're going to talk about those new materials in the vehicle, the, the F-150 Ford with the aluminum body, the carbon fiber, the plastic parts, and, and all of that. We're going to talk about, you know, where is that cost savings at and where is it going to cost you more money. So come on, listen in. Make sure you give us a call at 8. Love is in the air. This is Words on Worship with Charles Billingsley. Well, it's Valentine's week, and this holiday is celebrated worldwide by Christians and non-Christians alike as an opportunity to share our love to those dearest to us. We give cards, candy, flowers, or even diamonds to display our affections for them. And us men, well, we might even try using words every once in a while. (laughs) But there is no greater display of love than God's love. He sent us the ultimate card, His Word. So while love is in the air, Let me just remind you of what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient, love is kind, love never gives up, and love never dies. So you want the best Valentine's Day ever? Then learn to love through the Word of God. This has been Words on Worship with Charles Billingsley, sponsored by Liberty University Online. For more information and special offers, go to charlesbillingsley.com. The man with the papers is here. The man with the papers is here. Hi, I'm Karen Mulder with today's caregiving wisdom of the wounded. That's how residents of a nursing home greet Robbie Delmore every Thursday when he visits. Robbie knows that if you give them something to hold on to after you leave, they love it. So years ago, he began writing down jokes and cute stories. And each time he visits, he takes a copy of those jokes to each of the residents. They love it. They collect it in big notebooks and they have something to share with others. If you would like to share humor, go to robbieshobbies.com and look for third grade humor. Or for other thoughtful gifts, go to my website and type in thoughtful gifts. Give them something to hold on to. For more caregiving wisdom, please go to my website, wisdomofthewounded.com. God bless. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. After 220 days in an Iranian prison, Pastor Farhad Sabokrua and another church minister, Nazar Zamen Desfouli, were released on December 4, 2013. Iranian authorities raided their Assemblies of God church service in 2011 during a Christmas service. Everyone in attendance was arrested, including children. After several hours, they decided to release everyone except four Christian leaders in the church. In October 2012, the church leaders were each sentenced to one year in prison for converting to Christianity, inviting Muslims to convert, and acting against state security through evangelistic activities. While these two have been released, the other two leaders have not. At least 40 Christians are in prison for their faith in the country of Iran. The Voice of the Martyrs newsletter shares courageous stories of persecuted believers around the world. For a free subscription to the Voice of the Martyrs newsletter, call 875-VOICE. Call 875-VOICE today. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. Three times in the desert, Jesus resisted temptation by Satan for possessions, for security, for worldly power. First, Jesus turned to scripture saying, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. In the end, he simply said, get away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Being a follower of Christ, it's a given that you'll be targeted for temptation too. When you are, remember, the Bible tells you to put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Turn your mind to Jesus Christ. Keep your eyes on Him. Serve Him with your work, with charity, with love for Him and the people around you. His help will come, and your faith in Him will be deepened. 
go to BillyGraham.org. Click on Spiritual Growth, BillyGraham.org. All right, we're back, and uh, as we're getting out of the snow, we're going to start talking a little bit about some of the new materials on the, the vehicles. As you know, Ford announced uh, their new breakthrough, a complete aluminum body on the F-150. Darren, did you know that the aluminum is not such a new material on automotive industry by a long shot? No. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been around for a while. As you, a lot of people don't realize that the the model t had an aluminum hood on it mm-hmm. uh, i think what is it the pierce arrow that was manufactured in the u.s was an all aluminum body in the 30s i think and you know it's been around a while and there's been vehicles for for years ford has really incorporated aluminum uh in the hoods and and the bumper rebars and that type of thing for for quite a few years and one of the reasons the aluminum was so prevalent early on especially with the uh you know it wasn't just the i think that the arrow was one of the first ones but there was other aluminum bodies in europe the aluminum body was pretty popular because as you can think back and you look back if you're a car enthusiast you can see you know at the time there was probably a hundred car manufacturers in the united states and you know they're just they would only produce a few dozen cars a year and the reason they were using aluminum for those vehicles was they didn't need all the the dies and the stamping equipment with aluminum is a lot easier to to mold and to to form so they were incorporating those to build those vehicles of course it took a high level of skill to be able to do that make those things look similar but it 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 was uh an avenue for them to produce cars without having to spend all that money in in the stamping and and the dies and 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 that type of thing well, as we've mentioned, you know, Ford has had the aluminum around for quite a while, and it seems like such a great, great deal because one of the selling points is, you know, if you got an aluminum body, one thing that you don't have is a lot of, it cuts down on weight. Mm-hmm. So that you, there meets the, the need for fuel consumption. But, you know, then also when you start doing that, you start looking at, you know, all the great things about it. You know, there's also the the, the other side of the coin Exactly. Yeah, trying to uh, trying to work on aluminum as a uh, as a finishing in a in a repairing installation is very 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 different than what we've been used to. Yeah, and and one of the things in the in the collision industry, having a shop and stuff, is the fact that you know when an aluminum repair is in the in the building or or, or has to be worked on, you have to have all tools that are just designated strictly for aluminum repair you cannot one of the 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 worst things you can do is cross contaminate that metal and yeah and and darren (laughs) will know also you know not only will you you know maybe not recognize it at the time because of uh it seems like everything is fine but whenever you contaminate that that metal that aluminum with uh the metal the oxidization process causes Darren might be able to speak on this a little bit. I'm sort of hitting them blind with this, but the uh, effects of paint on that. Yeah, it affects the paint, and it and it causes corrosion. It, uh, you know, I mean, you look at, um, you know, we do a lot with the fleet industry and uh, tractor trailers, uh, for example. You know, anytime that you've got two metals, you know, contacting each other with the rivets and everything like that, you get corrosion, which then uh, goes towards the paint. Um, you know, the other situation you have is, uh, you know, paint and aluminum, you know, they typically don't like each other. So you got to prep it a lot differently uh, to be able to receive some of the products that are going onto that, that material now. Yeah. And, and as you mentioned with the two components, two different metals, when they come in contact with each other, you know, there's, like I said, there's been aluminum hoods out there for quite a while, but one of the things early on when they were doing the aluminum hoods, it really wasn't a 100% aluminum part. It still had the framework underneath it was was steel or metal mm-hmm. and what would happen is after a few years that lip around the 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 hood 
but start corroding. And, you know, you always say, well, it can't be rusting because, you know, aluminum is not going to rust. Exactly. It may <laughs> not be rust, but it's the corrosion that is just as big of a problem as rust. And you've got to, you know, grind all that out, get it all out, clean it all up and retreat it and then try to get paint back on it. But then you still got that same problem. Wherever that aluminum is touching that metal, it's going to cause you a problem. Yeah, it's, it's, you're always battling that corrosion. So it, it makes it really, uh, it's not impossible, obviously, but it, it just makes it more challenging for, for the repair to, you know, to, to do the job. And unfortunately, it's one of those things where if you don't do the job right, it's not noticeable for some time. So, you know, that's why trying to, you know, choose facilities and everything like that is, is very important. Yeah, and, 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 and as we mentioned, you know, the whole repair process is different. I mean, with, with steel, you're, you, you know, you're doing repair. And with, uh, with steel, you're, you know, the heat is a, a major component in repairs. You know, either the type of welding that you're using, the, you know, heating the steel for, you know, to bring it back into its original shape. And one thing about aluminum, which people don't realize, steel has a tendency to want to go back to its original form. Aluminum does not have that memory. I want to go back to that. So you really have to have a, you know, a skilled technician to be able to work on that because you're having to almost reform it all. And it goes back to, you know, just having the facility that can repair that because that's one of the side effects. You're looking at that vehicle and, and aluminum is a, a major component of it. You know, think about the future. What am I going to do if I have to get the vehicle repaired? What's it going to cost me? What is the, you know, what's this going to mean to my insurance? Because I can guarantee you the more aluminum vehicles and the more prevalent it's out there and it goes to the repair process, you know, insurance companies are pretty apt at knowing which vehicles are going to cost them more to repair and give them a higher, you know, a higher chance of, of, of losing money or, or having a bigger payout. So if you own a vehicle like that that's one of those you're going to start noticing that your rates are going to be a little bit different exactly because one of the things that a lot of people you know don't understand is especially with the ford f-150 being in an all aluminum body you know shops to you know to repair it correctly they're going to have to make some major investments uh, because you 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 know if there's metal work to be done you can't just do a regular mig welder or any uh, type of plasma or any type of thing like that you're going to have to get specialty equipment uh, coming on board. Yep, once again, give us a call, 866-348-7884. We'll be right back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the aluminum, the carbon fibers, the plastics, and all of these new materials in the vehicles. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Love is in the air. This is Words on Worship with Charles Billingsley. Well, it's Valentine's week, and this holiday is celebrated worldwide by Christians and non Christians alike as an opportunity to share our love to those dearest to us. We give cards, candy, flowers, or even diamonds to display our affections for them. And us men, well, we might even try using words every once in a while. (laughs) But there is no greater display of love than God's love. He sent us the ultimate card, His Word. So while love is in the air, let me just remind you of what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient, love is kind, love never gives up, and love never dies. So you want the best Valentine's Day ever? Then learn to love through the Word of God. This has been Words on Worship with Charles Billingsley, sponsored by Liberty University Online. For more information and special offers, go to charlesbillingsley.com. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a challenge for Jesus Freaks from The Voice of the Martyrs. Think of the Voice of the Martyrs as an international organization in two ways. First, of course, VOM serves the persecuted church in restricted and hostile nations around the world through practical and spiritual assistance. But second, VOM rallies and leads Christians across the free world in this work. If you have friends or family living outside the U.S., tell them to check out VOM websites in Australia, 
Brazil, Canada, Costa Rica, Finland, Germany, Italy, Nigeria, New Zealand, Peru, Poland, Sweden, and the United Kingdom. You can find links to all those sites at persecution.com. This is Just a Thought with Ravi Zacharias. When God called the people of Israel to, and by the way, even the Quran mentions this, even in two significant verses, Muhammad mentions that they were a special chosen nation by God. And if you look at that, it is fascinating. Why didn't he choose Rome? Why didn't he choose Babylon? Why didn't he choose Greece? When the subjects he had to deal with were philosophical, Greece would have been great to have picked for the revelation. When he was talking about glory and splendor, Babylon would have been great. You know, when he was looking at the power of Rome, Rome would have been great to talk. But he chose this tiny little nation that was laughed at by Greece, bullied by Rome, and enslaved by Babylon. And he says, you are the little maiden of my eye. So immediately you know that it was an unmerited love. Helping the thinker believe and the believer think. For more information, go to rzim.org. Here's something I know to be true. God's direction includes God's provision. Hi there, I'm Chuck Swindoll. When God directs, God provides. But it's not always clear. It's not always immediate, and it's not always easy. We have to learn to trust God one day at a time. We have to obey when He says, Go, without hearing the next step after Go. He doesn't have to tell us that until we've taken the first step. Sometimes the Christian life is played out on a need-to-know basis. Have you noticed that? So start walking, my friend. As He has directed, He will provide for each step of your journey. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. Once again, we're back and we're talking about the uh, new aluminum bodies on the Ford F-150. And, and as I mentioned, we're going to talk a little bit about a lot of the materials on there. And one thing is that, as I mentioned before, is just sort of knowing what the back end cost is going to be for you because the aluminum sounds like a, and it is a great thing. I mean, it, it's, I'm not going to say it isn't, but then there's a cost to that. And you're going to have higher insurance rates, you know, and, and just finding people to repair it properly is going to be a concern, you know. One time, you know, they, they came out to, to cut down on weight. I don't know if, Darren, you remember this, when they came out with the magnesium radiator support. Oh, yeah. Was not a good idea. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and we, what do we know about magnesium? Very flammable, and you can't put heat on it. And as we mentioned, you know, do the repair process for a lot of vehicles, everybody incorporates heat to a certain degree, mm. and you have a shop that just isn't real up to speed on magnesium parts on a vehicle and they put a little heat to it next thing you know they've got a big fire exactly so you, you just got to be aware of that you know and you go back and look at time some of the some of the changes that came along that that seemed like a great idea the if you remember when the pontiac came out with a passport and had this huge windshield it looked like about the size of a football field well that was a great thing it had all this stuff new uv protection in it because it was you know, you opened up the cabin of the vehicle, so they had to change some stuff on that glass. Well, all of a sudden, uh, insurance companies realized, you know, a comprehensive claims was going out of the roof. So if you own one of those vehicles, uh, you had to pay a higher rate because that windshield, normally you get a windshield put in, you know, three, four hundred dollars and all of a sudden uh, three or four. Four thousand dollars for a windshield. You know that's that's a, a drastic difference for for the convenience. It made it sound good at the time, and you know when you go in and you look at it and and on a vehicle, something that that it's easy to do is sort of get caught up in the the new thing, and the excitement of that, and and you know of course when you're you're sitting there and you're looking at it and it's you know you're talking about an aluminum vehicle or or a vehicle with a lot of carbon fiber incorporated in it and the plastics and stuff, you know, all that's great. And, and the salesman's talking to you about, you know, you're going to save some gas mileage and the safety of it and all this stuff. But, you know, you, you also have to realize there's some 
side effects to that, you know, where you may be caught up in the excitement of the new thing. And then when a few years down the road, when you're having to replace parts or repair a vehicle that's been damaged, you know, or even trying to match up paint on a vehicle where you have that buyer's remorse, you know, that sets in where you're going, wow, what was I thinking? You know, because look what it's costing me now. And, and, you know, we talked about, you know, plastic parts have been around a while, you know, but it's the same thing, you know, there's a, there's a trade-off with that. As you know, I mean, Darren, you're in the paint industry. Is there, there's, there's, no headache worse than different substrates, different uh, plastics, metals. Bumpers tend to be the absolute worst. It's, that's the major, probably the most complaint we get from, uh, from consumers to the body shop. When they come and get their car, they realize that, hey, uh, you know, all of a sudden the paint's not, you know, exactly the same as the body of the car. And a lot of that is is due to the fact that it's a different substrate. It's uh, it is gonna look uh, because all color is is a reflectant of light, and the way the cars are painted nowadays, especially from the plants, they're becoming more and more almost candy lookish, uh, uh, like a custom color. So when it's going down all the way to a metal surface, it's a lot different than uh, going to a plastic surface. So you wind up getting that different shade, and a lot of times it's it's like that when they buy it, but you really don't pay attention to it when you're buying a car because you're buying a car. You're not inspecting damage from a car. So uh, people are a little more aware when they're picking up the car from the body shop of, you know, what, you know, they're a little more. Um, uh, well, they're looking for it and they're exactly. looking for something, you know, and which is what, you know, I encourage everybody when you, you know, when oh, they come yeah. in our shop, I want you to inspect the vehicle mm-hmm. when you get it picked up and stuff and be happy with it and know, you know, that, that we're going to take care of any issue or anything. But, we sit there and look at it when cars come in, and that's one of the things. On our counter, we have a, 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 a thing that PPG puts out and talking about paint on plastic parts and stuff and the, the color difference and the reason for that. And when you'll come in, you know, we'll always, a lot of times, it's so drastic. You know, the appraiser, whoever's writing the estimate, will try to point out to them that, you know, I hope you notice the, the, the different color in your bumper and your door handle to the body of the vehicle because you get into some of the golds and, and even some of the reds. Reds are, 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 are pretty bad at it, too. But, you know, it just yeah. it makes it's, a big difference. Yeah, and, and uh, the adjusters and, and the body shops themselves, when, when you bring your car in for a claim, they've done a really good job of pointing that out to customers when they're bringing their, their car in, you know, the differences and, and explaining that. And it's alleviated a lot of issues, but... That's why we. That's why PPG is, is, you know, has produced some of those uh, documentations and stuff, so the shop can show it to the customer and make and have them understand. No, we're not painting your bumper a different color. It's the same color. And I'll I'll give body shops a lot of credit, painters and everything like that, because a lot of times it looks a lot better than actually when they bought it, because we are perfectionists and we want the car to look as close as uniform as as humanly possible. And they've done a good job, and and with the paint technologies, tinting it, uh, trying to get dial it down to where it virtually is the same color. So you know, and they've put a lot of effort in, and painters and uh, put a lot of effort into trying to accomplish that. And uh, it's it's you know it's it's one of those things that uh, an extra, I think, effort I think the body shops do that sometimes don't get recognized. Yeah, and and it just goes into, and we talk about that a lot on this show is making sure that you do a little bit of investigation on on where you take your vehicle to get repaired and talk to the people there talk to the guys writing the estimate who who's going to be doing it and, and make sure that they have the ability you know to to get it back either as well as it was before the accident or even maybe even better because we do run into that a lot where the color is just just terribly off and stuff in our you know, the paint techs will, will work with it, and, and there's things you can do to manipulate color with, with air pressure and temperatures and, and the temperature of the reducers and the activators. You know, all of that can change the tint of a color, and so they, they're they skilled and they're, they're trained enough to, to be able to get in there and, and make a, a variation on that, that color when it's coming out of the same can. Yeah, and... and- and what's interesting is it's definitely not getting any easier with some of the new colors that are coming out. Uh, 
I think the newest one, the more pop, uh, popular one out there by Ford is RR Ruby Red. It seems to really be attracting buyers, and uh, I think that's one of their top colors selling right now. And it's a beautiful color, It's but it's it's a candy, you know, lack of a better word. It's almost like a custom uh, paint job uh, with that translucent look on it. But trying to repair it because it is a candy makes it a lot more difficult because now it's not just a color, it's a it's a depth of color now that we're trying to match. And so that creates a lot of different skill and, and a lot of uh, effort by the painters uh, to accomplish. Yeah, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Darren, but I think most paint, I mean, you have to go in the philosophy that it's not, you can't panel paint. I mean, everything is a blendable color. And, and you know, and talk to a shop when you take a vehicle in. What do they mean by that? Do they do they adhere to that process? Because I, I really think that makes a difference on a color match. Exactly, you know, and we try to preach blending uh, because it is uh, a lot more efficient. It's easier transition, especially with the the way these colors are um, uh, on the base coat side. Uh, and it's it is a good question to ask, you know, kind of, you know, with when you're taking your your car to the shop. The other thing I'd also recommend people too, if your car is drivable, run it through a car wash before you take it in. Because uh, that also helps with the color matching and and just seeing it when you're dropping it off or anything like that to be able to talk to the to the body shop owner or the uh, adjuster or the uh, estimator that's writing it up. Uh, so you guys are all on the same page, uh, so there is no uh, surprises at the yeah. end. And 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 know your vehicle. Know know that there's going to be those difficulties and and tr- sort of address them on the front end. And it goes back to as we mentioned about the aluminum bodies and stuff. You know. Knowing that a shop can repair that vehicle, that's going to save you a lot of headache. As you mentioned, you know, it may not show up when you pick the vehicle up, but sometimes as as early as three and four months down the road, you start seeing the effects of a poor repair. And that goes to, to, you know, all of the new materials, the carbon fiber, you know, that's, that's in the vehicle now, you know, that's a, that's a part that really can't be repaired. And, And there's people out there who will think they can repair it and stuff, and it'll look like it's repaired because most of the carbon fiber in the, the inner structure of the vehicles is hidden. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, it looks like it's repaired, but really it's a safety issue more than anything because all of a sudden your crush zones are changed and, and, and it's just one thing leads into another. And so that's just important to, to look at it from that avenue. Yeah, the way the cars are, especially the especially the newer cars, the way that they're designed with all the different sensors, the crumple zones, everything uh, that's in them, uh, you definitely want to make sure that that shop is uh, thoroughly, uh, you know, just certified. They've got a lot of technicians that have been trained um, and uh, basically doing your due diligence. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to be closing out and we're going to have a appraisal by the Black Book. And we're going to talk, as we mentioned, with repairs of materials and automobiles. Heat plays a big part of that. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, refinement. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Hi, I'm Jonathan Falwell. Did you know that Jesus prayed for himself? In his final hours on earth, he gave us wonderful examples of effective prayer. The first thing that Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane was to pray for himself. He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you. Notice, it's not out of line or selfish to pray for yourself. In fact, before we can rightly pray for others, we need to pray for ourselves to get our hearts in tune with God. After Jesus prayed for himself, he prayed for his disciples. He had several specific requests for his friends. He prayed for their protection for the days ahead, and he asked the Father to wrap them with his love and with his care. Second, Jesus prayed that they would be in unity. He also prayed for their keeping, meaning that they would be held on to and not lost. He prayed for joy. He clearly asked the Father that his own joy may be fulfilled in his friends. And in those final hours, Jesus also prayed for us. He said, I do not pray for these alone, but for those also who will believe in me. Well, that's you and me. It's amazing to think that Jesus, as he took his last steps, he was thinking about us. And so he asked the Father to protect us, to be with us, to give us strength, to give us encouragement, and his prayers are always answered. One-on-one with Pastor Jonathan. To learn more, visit fallwell.com. At 18, Terry Fox was a university student. 
At 19, he was a cancer patient. At 21, he was a hero. Let's honor Terry Fox and support cancer research by joining Terry's Cause on Campus, college and university students coming together in an effort to fight cancer. Cancer affects us all, and we are stronger fighting it together than we are fighting it alone. Register today at terryfox.org slash Terry's Cause on Campus. Where did Charles Darwin go wrong? This is Ken Ham, a missionary to our evolutionized culture and even the church. When Darwin's book on the origin of species was published, his radical ideas forced scientists to rethink their views about the world. And you know, Darwin asked some important questions. He even corrected a popular misunderstanding about changes in species, but he reached some very incorrect conclusions. You see, Darwin determined that all animals had a single common ancestor and that animals could change from one kind to another. So what was Darwin's problem? Well, he had the wrong starting point. You see, Darwin ignored the biblical data and instead based his views on millions of years. Because Darwin set aside God's Word, he just couldn't interpret the world correctly. God's Word is foundational to how we understand the world. The Bible's history of the universe is trustworthy. You'll find out more when you visit our faith-affirming website, AnswersInGenesis.org. That's AnswersInGenesis.org. Hey, this is Michael Tate sharing another sign of a Jesus freak. Most folks like to hold a grudge. It gives you an edge, something to whine about, but not believers. Even though it's hard, Jesus freaks aren't afraid to say, I'm sorry, or to say, I forgive you. You know, Jesus said that when someone truly repents, you should forgive them not seven times, but 70 times seven times. But the best reason to have a forgiving heart is because it gets you right with God. Jesus also said, when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So drop your grudges and get right with God. How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. Before James Garfield became the 20th president of the United States, he was president of Hiram College in Ohio. A student's father asked Garfield if the college curriculum could be shortened so his son could graduate sooner. Garfield said it depended on what the man wanted his son to become. When God wants to make an oak tree, Garfield said, it takes 100 years. When he wants to make a squash, it requires only two months. Nothing against squash, mind you, but the point is that maturity comes with time. There is no rushing God's timetable. With patience and obedience, maturity will come. And this is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's curriculum for maturity on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today. We've been talking a little bit about the uh, effects of the, the new materials used in the vehicles and, and you know, knowing that process of, of being able to repair those. One of the things that's kind of interesting when you start looking at the, the repair process on some of the materials and stuff is what heat does to it. You know, with aluminum, you know, you still need to be able to use heat, incorporate heat in it. But with aluminum, I think it's somewhere between 300 degrees to 550 is the most you can sit there and do that and and that material reacts differently to heat i mean it'll almost start shrinking itself back up if you get a a dent and if you have the right temperature now if you go over that temperature it'll just destroy that part and you you know just might as well just throw it in the back but then and, and it's no way to to salvage it or at least to salvage it where it's going to be repaired properly and with steel you know the the regular metal on a car you know you heat that stuff up to like 1200 degrees and stuff is really where you need to do it to get it to form it and and also with the uh, the new cold, that's the cold roll steel. But then also now you got the the the, the hot stamp. stamp steel and stuff, and it's completely different. And all of it's different with using what type of welder you can use with it, and 
and and and where you make those welds, you know, with the the, the hot stamp steel, you can't use the same, you can't butt weld that you can do with the cold rolled. And the same thing, you got to use a, a a TIG welder instead of a MEG welder with aluminum, and know that those processes are all different. Even to the plastic parts, you know, you incorporate heat in repairing the plastic and stuff, and then it's also that that was really gets difficult because you'll it'll catch on fire on you, you know, you know. Two or two hundred degrees is plenty to start forming plastic and stuff to get it to to work around, and so we start talking about all of that, and that's where it's important to have a shop and technicians that are familiar with all of that because you don't want to do more damage than you do good, and you can easily do a lot of damage. You start incorporating heat and welding techniques and all of that, so it's just important to we find shops and you look and ask plenty of questions and and also know that you have a you know, somebody that can work with you, you know, at the shop and also their supplier. That's where Darren comes in. And, and, and when we were off there, I asked Darren because before they did not have a website, but now they have ColorsEdge.com. ColorsEdge.com. You can go to that website and it's kind of neat. He was just telling me about videos, training videos, and also uh, uh, an, an area in there you can go to. Well, you go ahead and explain a little bit about your website. Yeah, basically we've been, uh, you know, it's it's, we're, it's still a work in progress. We keep adding uh, new content onto our website. And basically what we wanted to do is just uh, create a, a website that just has information, uh, you know, just for, for everyone uh, that can use. A lot of it is where to find your paint coat. Uh, you know, because a lot of times we get people coming in, I need paint for my car, and they don't know where the paint coat is. Uh, so trying to get a match is a little difficult when they don't have the car <laughs> there. So... This gives us an opportunity for, for people to kind of look and, and find out different things. We, I think we've got some plaster repair videos on there, some uh, sanding videos right now. We're uh, going to be putting up, I think, some buffing uh, videos, how to you know buff your, your vehicle uh, correctly with different uh, uh, manufacturers such as 3M, uh, different things like that. It's got some just really good information. tells you where, obviously, where our stores are at because uh, we're scattered all throughout the triad and up into the mountains. Uh, we go as far as Boone. And uh, just kind of gives you some general information. Yeah, and, and that goes, that's just a resource for people, you know, for professionals, people in the business, but also for the guy who's just doing it himself, you know, go in and, and you pull up that website, maybe able to get the answer there or look and find a location of a store and, and, and go to it and try to, uh, you know, just go in one-on-one and face-to-face and try to get some answers. And if you're not in one of these markets, I mean, there's there's stores, automotive paint supply and supply stores throughout the country, you know, that's where the professionals go. And you would hope that they would be willing to help the do it yourself or, or the, the little, the guy who does a little bit of work on the side and doesn't turn a lot, but at least he, he needs to know those answers and the proper way to repair things is to, to use those resources. And as we were talking about heat this morning, I wanted to do the appraisal by the black book. I went to Malachi three, three. And if you're familiar with that, uh, that verse says, he will sit as a refiner, a purifier of silver. That's talking about God. And as you sit there and you read that that one passage, and it doesn't seem like that verse has a lot in it, but when you start breaking it down, you know, as we talked about what heat does and stuff, and you start looking about refining silver, you start asking a silversmith what that means. And one of the things that he does is, you know, and he gets that silver and to refine it, is they put it in the fire, and, and it's important that he puts it and holds it in the hottest part of the fire and then never wavers, keeps it in there, and, and what that does is that boils out, burns out imperfections. Reminds me a little bit of, that's that's my life, because God has to sort of put me in the middle of the fire sometimes to burn out those imperfections, and believe me, there's plenty of them. So he, he certainly is a... Uh, burn a lot out and still has a lot more to burn out. And and then also you talk about the silversmith. One of the things he'll always do, you know, he never leaves it. He stays there through the whole process. He holds that over the fire and never leaves it. So the whole process, he's there doing the refining process. And that's sort of like, you know, God is with us is the fact that he never leaves us. He walks with us through those refining moments and, you know, we can sort of lose sight of that where we're in the middle of something, a crisis or something. We can't see any good in it. And we think we're all alone. 
but but what God tells us in this when he uses that as the example is no he, we're not alone he's there with us he's walking with us and at the end of it we're going to be purified and then the next question you ask the silversmith when he goes through that process he's putting put it in the the hottest part of the fire and holding it there staying with it you ask him how does he know when it's refined when it's ready to come out come out of the fire Darren do you have any idea how he knows <laughs> it's it's when he sees his reflection in it and it's a pure reflection that's when he knows all the impurities are out of it when he sees his reflection in that silver that's sort of what god is you know we're never going to be perfect we're never going to be the perfect reflection of jesus christ but what does he want us to do he wants us to reflect him and so that's just a you know what is a little short passage malachi 3 3 but boy there's a lot of meat in that and it just sort of goes back to it you know heat just plays such a huge part about it and you know the body technicians and the paint technicians and i sort of put that all together because in a way they sort of reflect what christ is and what god is in us is you know what we have to use those tools to grow closer to him because he's trying to refine us and and bring us to a reflection of him it's the same thing with the the technicians that are doing body repair and mechanical repair or paint repair is they're trying to bring that product back to the perfect condition and they have to have the right tools for us. Those right tools are, you know, as on our Christian walk is, is God's word is through prayer. You know, prayer is sort of the, 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 the currency to, to God, you know, is, is to pray to him and to being in his word in the Bible and stuff, you know, it's the same thing where, you know, as long as we stay in that and keep striving to, to, to be Christ-like, He's going to continue to bless us, and so many times we sort of lose focus of that. And, you know, this morning it's been a, you know, it's a great morning to talk about the vehicles and the materials in those cars and stuff and just being wise and stuff, but it's also important to be wise in our Christian walk is to go ahead and continue to to realize that when we're in the fire, God has got a purpose for us, and he's not going to leave us alone, and all he wants to do is to see his reflection in us. Once again, it's been a great morning. Uh, hope to hear you back next week, Christian Car Guy Radio. I'm Jerry Mathis, the body shop guy, Christian body shop guy. I encourage you to go on to Darren's website, uh, coloredsedge.com, or you can go on to our website, uh, Ray's Body Shop at triadbiz.com, or you can just link up to the um, Christian Car Guy Radio show. Uh, there's some articles in there, and Robbie always keeps a lot of information in there. Darren, you got anything final to say? Appreciate you being here and helping us out this morning. I appreciate being here, and, uh, you know, wish everyone safety out there with all this weather. Uh, I think Florida's the only place that's sunny. <laughs> yep. Once again, be careful and be safe, and as you go out and look, if you do have an accident, make sure you do a little bit of investigation. Be safe. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.